Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. How you guys doing? Yeah, back at River Valley Ranch. So good to be here. I started speaking here up on this stage in 1999, and that makes this summer the 20th year of me being here at River Valley Ranch. Is that not crazy, man? Some of you weren't even born, man. You weren't even born. You weren't even a thought, dude. That's just nuts. I'm so old. Anyway, I'm going to get right to it, man, because we got some good stuff planned for tonight. I don't want you to miss any of it. I remember in my life when life was all good. It wasn't perfect, but it was all good. I was really, really little. My earliest memories, like three years old, I just remember waking up each day and I couldn't wait to be alive and see what was planned. Like I had a good mom, I had a good dad, my older sister was in high school, she lived at home, I had two older brothers, and uh, they had already moved out, they were much older, I was kind of a oops, surprise baby, I came much later, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, don't think too hard about that. <laughs> Somebody like, huh? I still don't get it. All right, don't worry about it. Um, so my earliest memories, man, is like good mom, good dad. My sister, she was a good older sister to me. Some older sisters are so mean. Mine was not. I loved her. Her name was Molly. And my best friend, he lived outside. His name was Beauregard. He was a black and white collie. We didn't live in a neighborhood, so I had to always hang out with Beauregard. He's my best friend. And so no matter where I was playing with my trucks out back or if I was climbing a tree, anything like that, Beauregard was there with me. He would just lay right there. And sometimes I would try to play Cowboys and Indians. I was into that, and I know that's weird for some of you, but like Beauregard, I tried to make him my horse. But, man, every time I did, he, like, took off. I'd hit my head, and I was just like, what's wrong with this dog? Doesn't he understand he's supposed to be the horse? But it was just these good memories. And as soon as I woke up in the morning, it was like, these were the days, man. I know you guys got a couple good cartoons nowadays, but I'm talking about the classics is what I got up and looked forward to, man. And you don't understand, these, these, these cartoons are the greatest, man. Like, I remember waking up, and it was Bugs Bunny, dude. I remember waking up. I know, man. I know. That's the first amen we got tonight. All right, so then I remember waking up, and it was things like Tom and Jerry. Yeah. I, I, they they got to bring it back. Uh, Flintstones, we had the Jetsons. I remember even this guy, Woody Woodpecker, he would crack me up, man. It was good stuff. Popeye the Sailor Man, it was good stuff. And then my mom would turn that on the TV, and she'd put me there, and then she would break out the cereals. And I'm not talking about junk like Special K. She started bringing in things like the Lucky Charms, man. Who's with me, man? And then there were things coming in like uh, one morning it would be, uh, man, what was it called? Cocoa Puffs. I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And then there's like Cookie Crisp. I have that as the best. It, man, it, uh, <clears throat> uh, Apple Jacks, Fruit Loops. I just remember like, I would wake up, and, I, and she would give me a hug. She would kiss me. She'd turn the cartoons on, and then I'd get out of my jammies, and I'd go outside. I'd play with Beauregard all day, and about, like, 3 o'clock, I would come in because there was a show coming on TV, and it was called The Muppets, and I loved The Muppets, man. My favorite dude was Kermit the Frog. Now, some of you have no clue what I'm talking about. This where you gotta, you got to go to YouTube and check this out, man. Kermit was the man. He was the Mac Daddy. His girl was Miss Piggy. 
But Miss Piggy, don't let that make you, you know, think. She was hot, okay? You know, she, she was hot, all right? So I would watch them. It was just, I just love life. Listen, I didn't feel any, any anxiety. I didn't feel depression. I didn't feel fear. I didn't feel unstable or unloved. Dude, I felt so safe, secure, stable. I felt loved. My dad would give me a hug on the way to work. He'd come home after work. He'd, you know, give me a noogie on my head. Like, what's up, J-Man? That's what he called me, or JJ. And then we'd have dinner together as a family. I remember uh, at night, before I would go to bed, my mom would come in, and she had this routine, and my sister would come in with her sometimes and do this, and they would grab my teddy, which was my teddy bear. I called him Teddy. It was real original. And my mom would make Teddy talk to me, and... My sister, she would just start tickling me, and I hated it, but I loved it because when she stopped, I wanted her to do it again, but when she was doing it, like, I couldn't breathe. I was just like, stop. I still am really ticklish, man. I hate it, dude. So, but they would give me a kiss goodnight, and I would just fall right to sleep. Those are my earliest memories. Life was all good, and I had this crazy idea that I just thought it was always going to be like that. I just thought, like, I'm always going to feel this way. I'm going to feel safe, secure, stable. I'm going to feel loved. Every day you wake up and you look forward to what's going to happen that day. This is life, and I loved life. But everything changed when I was five years old. Everything. And it didn't change for the better. Everything changed and started spiraling down. Everything became chaotic. And it all started with the sudden death of my mother from pancreatic cancer. Out of nowhere, all my back hurts. And she finally gets an x-ray. And there's a tumor that's growing. It's the size of like a grapefruit. And it's just moving throughout her body. And the doctor said, you, we, we can't fix this. And she died like that. And I'm going to tell you more about that tomorrow night. But everything was all good. And all of a sudden, this tragic thing happened. Death, the death of my mother. And my family, it fell apart. It was horrible. Some of you here, you're going to relate this week to a lot of what I talk about. Because I'm going to talk about a lot of things that have happened in my life since that day when my mom died. Because it was all good, but then it got chaotic and it got full of hurt. And I went through all sorts of things that some of you are going to say, man, I didn't, I, I didn't know you've been through that. You don't look like somebody that's been through that. You're going to think thoughts like, how in the world? What? How did you become a speaker? And what? You should be... You shouldn't be where you are with what happened to you. Some of you are going to connect because you're going to say, that happened to me too. And that's what I want. Because what I'm here to help you with this week is to understand, even if right now you don't believe in him, is this week I'm here to show you and help you understand that there's a God, and he had a plan for my life. He saw what was about to happen with my mom, and he knew the stuff that was going to come after that, that was going to try to destroy my life and wipe me out, and it almost did. 
And he had a plan with all of it. But I didn't know it at the time. Life just sucked. There are times I didn't want to live. And you'll understand why tomorrow. And God is behind the scenes. He's not surprised by any of it. Because he is what's called sovereign. That means he rules and he is in control. And God, listen, I don't care how jacked up your life is. I don't care what has happened to you, who's done it. God has a plan for you. And it's an amazing plan. You just haven't seen it yet. And this week I'm here and I want you to get a glimpse of it. This week is no accident, you being here. This has been orchestrated by God. You know, man, my parents brought me here. Man, before you were even born, this day was already thought up. This week was thought up by God. And God had you in mind to sit where you're sitting, to listen to what you're going to hear this week so that you would come to understand him better and understand your life better. Because sometimes I know what you're doing. You're going, man, it doesn't make sense. What's it all about? I hear this at school. I hear this on TV. I, hear, I, I see this in the books I read. I got things I feel in my heart, things I heard at camp. My parents, they, they say, but this week is for you to make sense of it all, for you to see God, and for you to see God's plan for your life, and to understand there's nothing that's happened to you that God's unaware of. He is sovereign and in control. And he can do something, even with our pain, our hurt, our chaos. Man, it's not something I read in a book. I'm proof. There's an old, old story in the ancient Jewish scriptures in a book called Genesis. Some of you know this thing. It's called the Bible. The beginning of the Bible are all the old scriptures, the, the Jewish scriptures, the ancient scriptures. It's often called the Old Covenant. And in the very first book of these ancient Jewish scriptures, it's called Genesis. There's a story there, and it's a true story. That story, I'm going to get into it tonight. We're going to talk more about it tomorrow and tomorrow, the, the night after tomorrow. It starts out with the first two human beings. And their story helped me understand my story better. we got to look at what happened to them. And it starts out like this. Some of you know this. This is how the, the Bible starts out. This is the very first thing we hear from God. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There's a lot to that. But you're like, man, that's such a short verse. There's a lot to that. There's a lot in that right there that contradicts a lot of what you've heard at school and in textbooks from people on the TV, maybe even your parents. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. <clears throat> a couple things for you guys. Number one, that tells us that before there was anything or before there was anybody, there was God. Well, who made him? He's never been made. The Bible says that he's eternal. 
that he's always been, that he is self-existent. God has never had a beginning point, never had a birth. He's always been. And I know that's hard for us to comprehend because we understand like things have a start and they have a finish. You're born, you die. Where did God come from? And God just says, I've always been. And he's sovereign. Again, you're going to hear that word all week. What does it mean? He rules, and he is in complete control. There's nothing that will happen today in the news around the world that has caught him by surprise. There is nothing that can overtake him. There's nothing that he couldn't instantaneously fix and make right by just speaking the word if he wanted to. Number two, that verse tells us that God is the creator. He is the one who started it all. For those of you that understand science, I mean, you're really into it. You know that scientists know that there was a beginning to the universe. It's a fact. It can be proven. They know that there was a starting uh, point for time, space, and energy. But where they get stumped at is they don't know what kicked it off. Some people refer to it as a big bang. But they know that there was this moment when it began. Time, space, energy, and things began to happen. Well, here in this ancient Jewish scripture, this book of Genesis, it says that that bang, when it all started, time, space, and energy, in the beginning, God created. And then everything came after that. It's cause and effect. You guys understand cause and effect. Let me get real quick, a little philosophical on you. You guys are thinkers. I've had some people tell me, man, I've been speaking to teenagers for 25 years, and some people tell me, like, are you really going to get into that? That's kind of deep, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, are you kidding? Like, some of them are in, like, pre- calculus and AP calculus, and some of them are taking AP chem, and what do you mean? Like, you, you think their minds can't handle it? Your minds are sharper in many ways than my mind. Your memory is better than my memory, folks. Show at this age. Listen, cause and effect. If there's a building called the OTM that we're in right now, then there must be a builder. The building doesn't just create itself. It's something philosophically we understand. The chair that you're sitting in had to have a chair maker. It's cause and effect. You could just go on and on. The clothes that you're wearing had to have a designer. Some of you in here needed to pick a better one. I'll be honest with you. Just, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. The girls always take it personal. The guys are just like, I know. I, I, I just threw something on. It was a joke. Yeah, counselors were like, I had to wear the shirt. Get fired if you don't. You get to wear the shirt. All right, all right now. All right, all right, I'm with you. So there's cause and effect. If you hear a musical piece, you know that there was a composer. There was a musician. You can just keep going. If there's a painting, there's a painter. This week, man, you're in such a beautiful place. Look around. 
man, I know this is going to sound like I'm becoming an old man. I sit out on my deck, and I got these beautiful woods. I live in southern Maryland. I got this beautiful woods that butts my property. It's a farm. It's the Bowen family farm. And so, like, I put out, like, bird seed. I put out corn. Here come the deer. Here come a fox. Here come, like, Woody Woodpecker. He's pecking, man. I mean, I just watched him. My wife was like, you are such an old man. What are you doing? And I'm just like, honestly, I'm going to say the same thing to you, Stephanie, that I always say. And she goes, I know, I know, I know. How in the world can people think that this is just chance, just random accident, oops, It just, like, happens. We don't know how. Everything is so in harmony and connected in the way it works. And I look at you as a human being. The things that, like, our bodies can do, it's amazing. I cut my hand last night two times because I was trying to whittle a new hiking stick. And I got this new whittling kit. It's, like, sharp as a razor blade. And I couldn't get past this one knot. And I was like, And then I, like, cut it. I come flying in, blood squirting everywhere. My wife is like, you're not a whittler. What are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm going to be one. She's like, all you do is cut yourself. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) I put put some stuff on it. I wrapped it up. This is amazing. In less than 24 hours, it's already begun to close itself and scab up. It begins to naturally heal itself. There's so many fascinating things about human beings. That's just one, man. I could keep going. I don't know if you've been to amazing places around the country. I've been to some of the, man, the national parks. I've stood in Glacier National Park with teenagers that I've taken out there and jaw hitting the ground, and we just, we don't even have words for what we see, how beautiful it is. Teenagers that are brought there that live in the inner city that have come there and they say things that like, I'm like, are you reading from a worship song? They just, I go, what, do you, what, what, what is that? And they just go, they say these words that they don't use in their normal vocabulary. They go, majestic. And I was like, did you just say majestic? Like you've never used that word. I don't even know how to describe that. Like the way those mountains look, the glaciers, that sunset. I've been in the Grand Tetons. I've been in Yellowstone National Park. Last month, I was speaking at a camp in Colorado, and one day, the youth pastor there, he took me up into Rocky Mountain National Park. It's amazing. I watched two bull moose in the wild just hanging out like they were buddies. I keep trying to get closer to get a good, good picture, and my friend's just like, yo, man, more people get attacked by moose in national parks than any other animal. I'm like, just one more picture. He's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> The moose kind of gave me a look, you know, and I backed off of him. You know that look. Girls give that look, you know what I'm saying? You pay, your mom gives that look. You know when your mom gets, gives you, like, I'm going to go to my room. Yep. Or you just go, here you go. I, I, you can have it. I don't even, I, yeah, you, I, take it. The moose gave me that look, man. Cause and effect, you guys. There's a God. He's the creator. It's not an accident. You're not an accident. You're not random chance. You're not an oops. I'm not an oops. God had a plan. What seemed like an oops for my mom and dad, God was like, this is no accident. That's Jason. I want him born. I've got a plan for his life. 
But before that plan unveils, he's going to go through some major, major chaos, hurt, pain. He will despair of life and not want to live anymore. And then I will rescue him. And I will take him and I will use him to help others see their plan that I have for them. It's been a crazy ride, man. Last thing. Everything that God made when he made it was good. As you go through Genesis 1 and 2, he keeps saying that. Let there be light. There was light. God saw the light, and it was good. He goes on and on, man. He, like, creates the atmosphere, the space, outer space. He says it was good. He creates the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets. He goes, it was good. He creates the continents. He creates the seas, everything in them, the sea creatures. He creates the animal creatures. He goes, it was good. It was good. It was good. And then he finally takes the dust of the ground, and he does something crazy, man. He makes this one creation that's unlike any other creation. He takes from the dust of the ground and he forms a man. And he breathes the breath of life into him. And he says, this man is made in our image. Talking about God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He says, this man is made in our image. He is eternal. He is immortal. He is my son. And he is created to live forever and ever. And then he did something even crazier after that. He took the man because he said it's not good that the man should be alone. He needs somebody with him, a companion. So he put the man into a deep sleep like a coma. And he took a rib from the man. And from that rib, he formed woman. This is what God says, how it all started. Was I there? Did I see it? No. It takes faith to believe it. But in my mind, it takes a whole lot more faith to believe your random chance. And oh yeah, by the way, you used to be an orangutan. Okay. Both, you got to have faith because nobody was there. God created a perfect world with two perfect people that have perfect bodies. that lived in a perfect garden called Eden, and they had a perfect relationship with God and with each other. See, that's not the world we live in now. So something happened. Genesis chapter 1 and 2, it doesn't start all good. It starts all perfect. Adam and Eve are meant to never die, to live with God forever, to begin the human race, and everybody was going to be perfect and immortal, eternal, Perfect bodies. We don't even understand that. You don't have to, but if I said, raise your hand, man, how many of you got to take medication while you're at camp? I do. I'll take it in the morning. I'll take it at night. I have chronic headaches. They never completely go away. I'm a migraine sufferer. They're debilitating sometimes. I've been to the leading doctors, like even at Johns Hopkins University. They don't know what to do. Two years ago, I was diagnosed also with a horrible disease called Lyme disease that I've been battling for like eight years but didn't know it, all because of some stupid little tick. I still deal with it. Perfect bodies. I don't know anything about a perfect body. I hurt. Some of you get it. You hurt. That's why you got to take medicine. We've got issues. We've got mental issues. We've got emotional issues. We've got family issues. The world we live in now, guys, listen, what Adam and Eve had, 
They had no sickness. They had no disease. They had no need for medicine, no need for a doctor or a hospital. There was no police department. There were no ambulances or anything like that because you didn't need them. There was no war. There was no terrorism. There was no mass shooting. There was no corrupt politicians. There was no corrupt pastors, teachers, molesters. This is the world we live in now. We put locks on our doors. We deadbolt them. My daughters go running. I say, don't forget the pepper spray. Dad, oh my gosh. I turn on the TV. What what world are you living in, honey? This is the world we live in now. A world where there's abuse, there's pain, there's divorce, there's broken homes, there's death. It's an ugly world in many ways. It's a scary world. Some of you have to take anxiety medicine. So do I. You're like, you do? Oh, my gosh. A Christian takes anxiety meds? Oh, my gosh. I'm like, he's the speaker. I sure do. My nervous system is a wreck because of Lyme disease. Sometimes I can't get my heart rate down. Sometimes I feel close to panic attacks. This is the world we live in now. These are the bodies that we live in now. And it wasn't like that. It started perfect. And Adam and Eve ruined it. And I'll talk about that tomorrow night. And when they ruined it, they didn't just ruin it for them. They ruined it for us. What I'm trying to help you understand is the big story. You can't understand where you are right now or where you're going to be going What's going to happen with your life? Tell you understand what happened way back when, because it helps us make sense of what's going on right now. And some of you, the story that you've been told of way back when, it was wrong. It's not true. You weren't a monkey. You were created in the image of God, and that God loves you. I want to end with this. Just like when things happened when my mom died, God was not unaware. He was sovereignly in control. He had a plan. It didn't surprise him. When Adam and Eve, which I'll talk about tomorrow, when they sin, when they break God's command, and it ruins everything, God is not taken by surprise at all. God has a plan in place, a rescue mission. God knew the choice that they were going to make. And God has a way out for us. He has a better way of life for us. And that's what you're here to discover this week. God is sovereign. That means he rules. No one is above him. God is in control. Even of your chaos, even of your hurt, he has a plan. He can use it. And I'm going to help you understand that this week because you're going to see how he's done it in my life. And I'm nobody special. If he can do it with me, he can do it with you. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now, and I pray that you would show yourself this week. Show these campers that you're real. Show them that you love them. Show them that you have a plan for their life. Bring healing inside of their hearts. Some of them have been through some major pain. Some of them have been through abuse, neglect. Some of them have been walked out on by parents. Some of them don't even know their real parents. God, help them. They need you. 
please work this week. We need more than just, and I love all the fun and snack shopping games and the hype, but God, more than any of that, we need you to come inside of us and God, show us that you're real and change us, fix us because we are messed up inside. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.